Give a little time for the child within you. Don't be afraid to be young and free. Undo the locks and throw away the keys and take off your shoes and socks and run you. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. And I'm Jordan Morris, boy detective. And this is Jordan, Jesse, go! part of every show where I put the password into my computer so we can show our... Oh, here, I'll do it for you. David Duchovny. <laughs> <laughs> it's, yeah, that's where you're wrong, because it's Duchovny 6969. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay, here we go. You can, you can almost sort of see it. It's great to be here. How's everybody doing? Oh, I guess for the home listener, uh, yeah. we, should, we should say that uh, this show is taking place uh, at a bar uh, uh-huh. downtown at 2 p.m. Yeah, it's over 400 degrees. <laughs> uh, from we the are... looks of the posters in the window, it seems like the bar mainly does uh, like death metal bands. Exclusively, I would say that of the 12 band names in the window, six are in Old English and six are in what I would call vampire font. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So if there are any just casual alcoholics or death metal fans here, uh, we apologize. Yeah. (laughs) So anybody who sort of blundered in Oh, here, I, I, can, I can just hear something to satiate you. There you go. Great. Problem solved. They're happy. Let's get on with our show. <laughs> um, man, it is great to be here. This is actually our first ever live show in Los Angeles. We've been doing Jordan Jesse Go for... We had to and get... I can already tell you guys are going to beat the pants off those assholes in Ann Arbor, Michigan. <laughs> Fuck those guys. When we did our show, we did our show in Ann Arbor, Michigan. We did it in a library, and we had, there was like a seating area, and it was completely full with Jordan Jesse Go fans. It was great. I'm not trying to brag or anything, but we're pretty yeah, big. Yeah, we filled in Ann a Arbor. library in Ann Arbor, Michigan. Okay, I mean, I guess we should admit that half the kids were there for Mother Goose's story time, right? But I mean, we delivered both. You yeah. know, that was what they asked us to do, so that's what we did. Yeah, the back half of the show was just Jesse reading the little engine that could, but. So the guy, the guy at the library, this super nice guy who, who brought us there, he explains to us, he says, just so you know, you know we're going to advertise this as an adult Jordan Jesse Go show. There's going to be a lot of Jordan Jesse Go fans there. We're like, great. And they're like, but this is a public library, so anyone can come in. So Which, just don't talk shit about the Dewey Decibel system. <laughs> <laughs> so we quickly realized that, what, like, at first we weren't sure exactly what that meant, But it turns out that what that means is we had a sort of full house, a lot like this room, you know, 100, 150 people. And then just around the perimeter during the course of our program, circled homeless people. (laughs) Just just full on, like, 17 coats. I would say that their attack pattern was a lot like raptors. Yes. (laughs) You get one in your gaze and then... Clever yeah. girl. That was, that was when we found out that uh, homeless people know how to operate doorknobs. 
<laughs> was genuinely, genuinely terrifying. Uh, um, uh, boy, you know, Jesse, I'm feeling a little bit self-conscious going into this live show. I recently had kind of a big comedy failure, and really? I'm not really feeling like I'm on the top of my game. That seems unlike you. Well, you're, you're such a success well, in general, thank you. I guess is what I'm trying yes, to say. I, I am playing a death metal bar at 2 p.m. <laughs> so, yeah, I've made it. Can I just say that when I said you're so successful, I realized that it sort of sounded wrong. Yeah. And I was oh, like, and for the home listener, he was making the jerk-off motion. <laughs> but there's, there's a lady in the front row who um, wasn't quite sure how to take it. And again, my fault. Um, but she laughed pleasantly. And I realized that, like, she was caught between, is this a joke that I should laugh at? And if it is, does that mean that this guy with the curly hair is a failure? (laughs) And I felt bad for putting her in that position. Most of my furniture was not intended to be furniture. (laughs) So, ma'am, you you know, you're you're half right. Um, Jordan told me he met this great furniture maker in Ann Arbor. (laughs) <laughs> um, just a guy with a pile of mattresses Sure uh, So, so here's, my, here's, here's my comedy failure uh, I've been taking uh, yoga classes recently And I've been kind of reluctant to say anything I mean, one, because I'm, I'm bad at yoga And don't want to draw attention to myself I kind of like to be in a corner where I can just quietly fail like, that's kind of been my strategy, but, Wait, you know... When, can I ask you a question about this? Yeah, yeah. When you say you're reluctant to say anything, is... I've never taken a yoga class. Is that an important part of yoga classes? <laughs> well, yeah. I guess I'm asking, is it like an African-American church service? <laughs> a lot of call and response. Um, no, well, here's the thing, is that the yoga teacher, uh, I guess I could describe him, he's kind of like a, he's a, you know, he's like a, he's a, he's a yoga instructor. He's a tan, jacked dude with a lot of, like, foot tattoos. He's what I imagine the crowd at a Dave Matthews Band concert is like. <laughs> right. And he's, you know, he makes a lot of jokes during class and is a big hit. Everybody loves him. I mean, I, I guess it's a stretch to call them jokes. He just says stuff that the class laughs at. He's like, it's a pretty hot day. I can bet you guys would rather be in a swimming pool. And then people, people crack up. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, I got this. I'm a professional comedian. I can... At some point in the class, I should make a joke and, you know, like, get everybody on my side. Right. You're, it, you see yourself as the clown prince of yoga. <laughs> right. Right. Yes. I used to be the clown prince of yogurt. Uh-huh. Uh, but then Jamie Lee Curtis started doing those Activa commercials. And I was usurped! Um... <laughs> So, anyway, so I have not said anything in the class, uh, but I kind of saw a window, and I'm like, this is it. Like, I've been doing this long enough. It's time to, like, establish myself as, you know, the funny guy in yoga class. And so he was, like, giving a little, you know, kind of inspirational talk while we were all posing, and he's like, you know, uh, it wasn't too long ago that if you weren't fit, you were dead. What changed? Uh, And then someone in the class said... It was cars. And then... So I saw my opening, and I said, Now, now, there's no need to blame everything on the one Pixar movie. (laughs) Nothing! (laughs) Nothing! And so I was humiliated. Like, like, 
not even like no one even like made a acknowledging huh like people just ignored it like people just pretend and I said it loud like I projected Jesse, a, I'm from the theater. You're so, trained. You yeah, have classical theater training. Uh, <laughs> You've done Shakespeare in the Park. So I was... By your house. I was mortified. I was mortified. I was like, oh, God, that was, that was fucking it. Like, I'm do done. I think, have to find a new yoga studio. Do you think that the subject matter of your... Do you think that if you had come up with an off-the-cuff quip about, say, wheatgrass, yeah. it would have killed? My chakras. Uh-huh. Yeah. Hot stone uh, massage. Could be. Could be. Maybe just it wasn't a you know it wasn't a it wasn't a movie buff crowd, um, <laughs> or six year old boys. Uh, well, then I kind of I later in the class I doubled down. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's good. I was like you That's know good. I gotta. I gotta try this again. I have to redeem. My, and I was panicking through the whole class. I'm like shit, 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 fuck, fuck, fuck. And so there's a. There's a portion of the class where uh, it's the end of the class and everybody's relaxing. Everybody, and everybody plays the dozens. Yeah, right. Well, uh, everybody's relaxing, concentrating on their breathing, concentrating on the work we've all done. <laughs> you happen to have a fart machine oh, in your boy. yoga pants pocket. I wish. So, and sometimes he'll play a little soothing music. Like he has this kind of little... You know, like the little piano from Punch Drunk Love. He has one of those, and he'll do a little tune on that to kind of relax everybody. This yoga time... classes are fucking insane. <laughs> <laughs> yoga classes are so different from what I thought they were like. Yeah, it's like that. Uh, For a while, this gorilla comes in, but it's cool. <laughs> he just eats some bamboo. Judy Tenuta comes in, <laughs> talks about her ex-husband. Um... <laughs> um There's a laser show. (laughs) Right. Oh, I was just at the the observatory for the Pink Floyd laser light show. Gotcha. Uh, So we're laying down, and this time he plays a chime. And I said, here comes the ice cream man. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing. Nothing. Really, as good as that joke is. I I know. That is like I. That was straight out of my act. All I can say is I hope Carlos Mencia is not here. Yeah, (laughs) because he's probably writing that one down. That is, it's good. It's good. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I think I need to find a new yoga studio because I have embarrassed myself in front of this one. Was he at least playing on his little chimes? Was he playing like I'm a Yankee Doodle Dandy or something? I think. I mean. (laughs) It's, it's a chime. You can't play. It's just a wind chime. I don't think you can hit specific notes. That's not even what an ice cream truck sounds I like. I know! <laughs> Although he was covered in uh, hand... Fudge. Tr- yeah. He, he was covered in hand-drawn uh, unauthorized Disney characters. Uh-huh. So you can see where maybe the class would have gotten that. I know. So yeah. I'm a, I'm a fuck-up. And I'm not fit to be doing comedy. Man. I'm retiring. I think I'll just go on a cruise, maybe a sightseeing adventure. You're a fucking pariah in your yoga class now. I know. Now you'll never get elected yoga king. I know. <laughs> yeah. I'm just making suppositions about what yoga class is like. Since and I've I could probably, by proxy, never show my face at another Dave Matthews concert. No. 
That's true. And I never want to go to one, right. ever, but right. now I don't have the option. You're going to have to get your foot tattoo removed. Yeah, right. What is a foot tattoo? Who I think it's an easy way. Foot? A foot tattoo is an easy way to non-verbally communicate, I've had sex in the parking lot of a fish concert. <laughs> That's kind of a long sentence, and I can see how you maybe don't want to say it all the time, and it's a good way to let people know. Have Just I point ever, to your foot. Have I ever told you about the time that I was backstage at a Michael Franti concert? No. <laughs> it was a festival. You guys know who Michael Franti is, right? He's like, just imagine the worst thing ever. That's him. <laughs> and um, it's, like, it's like, what if Sublime was a little more pussy? <laughs> you listen to Sublime and you're like, this is pretty good. It's a little too tough. So, you guys are a little too hardcore for me. We, the, the Sound of Young America was at this festival and Michael Franti was one of the performers at this festival and he has this huge tour bus. This festival, by the way, was in Canada, in like provincial Canada. And so there's this huge tour bus and, and it's right next to the tiny like sweat lodge where they, they gave us to set up our equipment. And so... We've got a like, bird's-eye view of Michael Franti out there. So Michael Franti is organizing this impromptu... I don't know what you would call it, like, nature ceremony, I guess? Like, he's got these... He was wrestling an elk, yeah. is what you mean. He's got this group of Franti-like people in a circle. There's like ten of them sitting cross-legged yeah. in the grass. We should say, again, for people who don't know who this is, uh, white people with dreadlocks. Yeah, this is a group of white people with dreadlocks. And to be fair, Michael Franti is of mixed race. Sure. But that's his, that's his world, white people with dreadlocks. Right. And so it's a group of these people, and I'm trying to figure out what they're doing. And there's about... Maybe it's like ten total, maybe, and it's like eight women and one dude. And the dude is clearly the most excited to be there. He's jerking off. Yeah. <laughs> like, through the course of this, women are appearing, and they're sort of being brought in, and I'm more and more getting the feeling that this is like a backstage at a Led Zeppelin concert type situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And, but this one dude is there, and he is fucking stoked to be sitting in this talking circle with Michael Franti until Michael Franti stands up, shakes his head, points at the dude, and points out. And then two giant Michael Franti dudes appear, pick up the guy and carry him out. Franti will not allow dudes in his circle. Chicks only. It was un-fucking-real. It was unreal. I like how there's a jacked... He only has jacked versions of himself to bounce. Yes. It was just... It was LMFAO like, just has jacked assholes. It was like, what for if an NFL lineman did a shitload of capoeira? <laughs> That's the scene that we're looking at. Just these huge guys with beads in their hair and no shoes. <laughs> um... Oh, you know, speaking of music, I actually they uh, they actually the the bar we're at actually asked us to announce some upcoming shows for them. Just uh, real so I think quick. before we move on, just a little bit of business. Uh, Friday night here, uh, we got Night Terrors, uh, Mangler, uh, and of course Fuck School. And the drink special is two for one Taint Sweats. Taint Sweat. So come on down Friday night. Come on down Friday night. We got that going Look, They on. asked us to announce the shows. We're, we're not rude. You know, we understand. They're, they're gracious hosts. 
Let's introduce our guest, Jordan. Why don't we? Uh, our guest, you know him from the state, you know him from the smash hit podcast, Risk, storytelling uh, without a net. I don't remember what the tagline is. <laughs> True, tales. True Tales Told Boldly. Food, uh, folks, and fun. He's, he's the newest member of the MaximumFun.org family. Please welcome Kevin Allison. Use this oh, one. There we go. There we go. Hello, hello. Oh, it's great to have you here, Kevin. It's great to be here. And may I be the first to say welcome to the MaximumFun.org family. Yes, we're Chris thrilled. is the newest Maximum Fun podcast. Now present your bottom for the hazing. <laughs> Gotta get out the uh, get out the cricket bat and go to town. That's the last half hour of the show. <laughs> You're you're here for the you're here for the whole festival. Have you already done a risk show yet? We do a risk show tomorrow at five. Yeah, at which theater? The Smell. That's uh-huh. <laughs> the name of the theater. It's named after the olfactory uh, yeah. phenomena that it presents to you when you walked in. Yeah, they wanted something memorable, so they focused on odor. I think the first time I was at the Smell to give you just an, a a um, just give you a taste of kind of the usual clientele at your venue, kind of unlike this place, the first time I walked into the smell, uh, there was a guy poking at a... The band on stage was a guy poking at a laptop and a girl playing the cello. <laughs> Both of them were screaming. <laughs> uh, so I think you'll fit right in. Absolutely. Well, there's a lot of screaming, at least, involved in Risk stories. Okay, yeah. well, there you go. As Fair long enough. as there's some dissonance. Fair enough. will like it. How, how, do, you come, do you come to Los Angeles often, Kevin? You're uh, a New Yorker. Not very often at all. So it, this, Can I ask you a question? Is Kevin's microphone on? <laughs> hello? Hello, hello, hello? Now there we go. Like now we're talking. That's better. All right. I'll be closer here. No, no, I don't come out to L.A. very often at all. Impressions, thoughts, feelings? No, the, the city seems to not be aware that air conditioning exists. <laughs> It's very surprising. It's a lot chillier in New York, but we're very aware of the existence of air conditioning. Yeah, this is a, it's a strange world that we're living in here in Los Angeles. <laughs> like, I feel like Los Angeles, the, the main issue in Los Angeles, the main issue with Los Angeles is probably just a general sense of chillaxing. Yeah. That can cause problems with things like remembering to install air conditioning. <laughs> It's like, ah, oh, fuck it, you know, fuck it. But it does, I mean, it does get you out to Margarita Mondays. Yeah, that's true. So that's an upside. You know, you have that. A lot of people playing ukuleles. Uh, Kevin, now we, we were kind of talking earlier, and, and of course, Riot LA is a very, very exciting event. Uh, but you were talking about something that you went to recently that maybe eclipses this in, in terms of excitement. <laughs> yeah, last, uh, last weekend I did my second outing to this thing called Kink Camp. In, <laughs> That's uh, not real. Kink, <laughs> kink Camp. It is near Washington, D.C. See, the, the deal with my show Risk is that people tell true stories that they never thought they'd be telling in public. And the show has grown kind of a th- philosophy over the, over the years. Fans actually bring in stories as well. And the deal is, go out there, 
do something outside your comfort zone, and then have the guts to share about it. So someone was telling a story at a wrist show once about how he was attending an erotic biting workshop. (laughs) And I ran up to him afterwards and I said, Jefferson, an erotic biting workshop? Where does one attend these things? And he said, oh, I'm going to a kink camp. In about three weeks, you should come. And it's you said it's outside Washington D.C. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's 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 is, in... the, is the full title Lamar Alexander's Kid <laughs> Camp. <laughs> this it, is a skull and bones thing underneath the Jefferson Memorial. This is like a national treasure. It's actually a former Boy Scout camping uh, right. ground. Yeah, sure. Uh, so anyway, he said. I, I said, I, you know, I know I've told a lot of stories on my podcast about my own sex life. But I don't know anything about BDSM, right? So I, I, I don't think maybe I should go. And he said, Kevin, take a risk. So I felt like, you know, the tagline was coming yeah, back to used, haunt me. He used the name of the podcast yes, in his indeed. page. So you basically have to. So Exactly. No choice. So I call the camp and give them my credit card information. And then I think to myself, oh, perhaps I should ask them some questions about this camp before I go. Time out. I have a question. How much does it cost to attend kink camp? $450. You know what? That's pretty... Is it a weekend-long event? Yeah, it's about a week long, and it is loads of workshops. It's, it's, it, it is a Fellini film come to life. Yeah. You know what? You make a God's bucks. eye that you can fuck later. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Do you get meals? You get a sloppy Joe? At- you get me? No, you get lots of meals. Kinksters get very hungry. You get hungry after a good whipping. Yeah. Yeah. You got a carbo load for yeah. that. I'm all flogged out. <laughs> yes. So anyway, I asked the guy, because I'm gay, I asked the guy, uh, wait a minute, how many gay guys go to this particular camp? And he said, oh, almost none. (laughs) Did he say it in that sort of 1950s sitcom dad voice? (laughs) Does everything at King Camp happen in a 1950s sitcom dad voice? You know, it is the friendliest environment I think I've ever been. People are so happy. To be in a place where it's okay to be anything, that they are just so lovey-dovey. Uh, very, very welcoming, very up with people. Are there any, are there people there who are there, is kink camp specifically BDSM or does it in, incorporate all people with... There's uh, Tantra, there's, yeah, that, like, like there's a lot of like, <laughs> there's a lot of nerds there. there, there's a lot of, hey, I'm Wait sexy, Doctor Who. Are you telling me that there's nerds in the BDSM community? <laughs> <laughs> there are, there's the New Agers, there's the Dungeons and Dragons crowd, there, yeah, everyone comes out, except gay men! <laughs> we, I have learned, they, they were like, oh, well, you guys taught us how to do this and have been off on your own own for decades I was like oh yeah so I spent the whole like the, I was only there gay for gay th- men are way past this shit oh, yes. is what they're yeah. trying to tell yeah, you yeah, yeah. They, gay yeah. men are into space fucking now yeah. Kevin you haven't heard <laughs> I spent the three days taking workshops learning a lot learning how to tie ropes and stuff like that and then it really was, has a lot in common with Boy Scout camp it really does yeah, yeah, yeah. Bow and arrow stuff. Set people on fire. Paddling. At night you sit around a campfire and fuck s'mores. <laughs> <laughs> but 
I spent the three days just like you sex here, sex there, sex that like just so much sex around were you, me. Were I mean, were people just like tying each other up, or were they inserting? Like, were, did you watch? Oh, sex? yeah, yeah. No, well, the, the, the thing of, the thing of it is, is the, there is because of the rise of the internet. There is now a very, very informed, very safety conscious, very, hey, let's explore the boundaries of the psychology of BDSM together sort of community. So people are trying to be smart and careful and good about the way they approach all this stuff. So it's kind of interesting to that extent because, like, a lot of people there are, like, really serious professionals with, like, really impressive jobs and, like, just really interesting. I can't say who they are. Joe Biden. <laughs> <laughs> Most of them are the Bidens. <laughs> <laughs> he brings his kids. <laughs> they ride the train in. They famously get on the Amtrak and ride to kink camp. So after three days, I had massive blue balls. I mean, I couldn't bring myself. I can, you know, because you can't, when you're a gay man, you are conditioned to, if you're not in an environment that says everyone here is a gay man, you don't want to poke other men and be like, want to play? Because in ordinary life, what happens then is you are killed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just you do it uh, for the home listener. Kevin poked me. Uh, to give an example, I am now reaching for the knife in my boots. <laughs> so... After three days, I put, they have a little wish board where you can put on, I, I would like my wish to come true. So I figured, look, I'm outside my comfort zone. I need a, I need a damn story out of this. <laughs> I need to at least come home with something for risk. So I put up on the board, I guess I'd like to be fucked by a woman with a strap on? Did you have a question mark at the end <laughs> like that? I think you could see the question mark in the penmanship. Yeah. But and then just a little picture of you shrugging. Right, right. <laughs> I guess that doesn't sound awful. I guess I can close my eyes. What? Um, now I I like the idea of the question mark being in the penmanship. Does that mean what? Eyes started with eyes dotted with hearts, or right, right. I still do. I still do yeah. write like well, a little it's girl. Fun. You know, you switch colors of pen and yeah. get a few sparkle Rainbow. unicorns on there. Yeah. Um, but anyway, in the 11th hour, uh, like, like it was literally like midnight before on my last night there, a woman approached me and she was like, I saw, are you, are you Kevin? I saw your wish list thing. She was super cute and super fun seeming. And her name was Strap on Joe. <laughs> So I was, you know... I was, so, I mean, naturally, she knows what she's doing. Oh, exactly. Yeah, she's clearly a pro. Yeah. They put it in her name. Yeah. So I... My, my name, uh, when I go to kink camp, is Finger Blast Wendy. <laughs> <laughs> Mine is Joe my... Biden. <laughs> Big Dick Biden? <laughs> Big Dick Biden. Big Dick Biden. I was so, uh, so I was so excited. And, but you guys hit it off. You felt like you kind of even you connected. You said she was cute and fun, so oh, you said exa- that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She seemed like a super, super fun person. And I, I like 
I like the this specific set of descriptions that you're offering for this lady. It's definitely if Jordan or I or any of the other straight men went to kink camp, they'd be like, you know what I'm looking for? Just a super fun lady. <laughs> Just super nice and fun seeming. <laughs> Kind of, yeah, like, like good taste in movies. Yeah, you know, like she totally wants to be on the softball team. You don't have to like make her be on the softball yeah. team. She doesn't. Yeah, she doesn't make fun of you for playing video games. Yeah. yeah, sure. Well, I guess I left out the fact that she really did kind of look like a dude. <laughs> <laughs> she was a real strap-on joke. Yeah. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> So I was so excited because really, like, I, 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 I didn't know what was coming. I, I really wasn't thinking about what was about to happen, but I was like, I've got my story. So I texted a friend back home. I was like, I'm about to be fucked by a woman with a strap. This would be like since in the fifth grade I kissed a girl. And then I was like, nah, I'm moving on. <laughs> D minus. <laughs> yeah, right. I said, I'm about to be fucked by a woman with a strap on. And he wrote back, oh, sweetheart. He said, well, please be careful. I said, well, of course I'll be careful. It's a dildo. Like, it's not dangerous. And he said, well, I guess don't break any bones. <laughs> Does he so, know a lot about butts? <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like this man what? could use a butt diagram. Well, then, would you characterize you him as a butt spurt? <laughs> you can't do anything at King Camp without being strapped into some, you know, like, uh, uh, contraption, you know? You've got to right. be up in some swing or up in chains or something like that. So she did. We had a, we had a super fun time. <laughs> <laughs> did you guys also watch Wheel of Fortune while you were doing that? <laughs> That is super fun. Wheel was on. Yeah. Um, it was so college week. Were you week. doing this in a room, or was this in full view of kink camp? Well, it was nice, because they have... They, <laughs> they, 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 you know, it sounds nice. <laughs> they they have nice all story. kinds of rooms for orgies, right? But, but we found a room where there was a little back room, you know, a little room behind the room where we could kind of, you know, have our own little privacy for sure. this nice moment between us. It was Knights of the Round themed. <laughs> I don't imagine it was. So it kind of set me off on an adventure. It kind of opened up a new world to me because I had been married to a man for about uh, 10 years previously and, and, you know, we broke up. So this was about almost a year and a half, two years later. And to be kind of introduced into this new kind of stranger realm of sexuality at the age of 41... Like, now I'm having, you know, like, serious relationships with, like, actual gay male gangsters. And it's been fascinating. I returned to camp just last week, and I got my first whipping with a uh, six-foot signal whip that you would normally use to, you know, drive a dog sled. Now, were you also doing, <laughs> <laughs> doing whippets? <laughs> no, no. Well, that's another thing is that kinksters are big on keeping it sober. Hmm. A good sober whipping. <laughs> is that just good. like Grandpa used to give Grandma? <laughs> is that like a? Is that like a? So everyone is agreeing to everything in their right yeah, mind. Yeah, 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 yeah. So everyone's like on the level. Everyone knows what they're getting into. 
So you got a good whipping. Did you... What, what was the... Exp- I mean, this is obviously... This is you stepping out of your comfort zone, so it's not something that I presume that you've been sitting around thinking like, God, I wish someone would whip me. No, I, yeah, I really had... Like, the, what, the interesting thing about exploring BDSM over the past year is that I found out that about 70 or 80% of these encounters, once you meet someone and learn to trust them and then go into some role-playing, is that it's very psychological. It has to do with whether or not that person has a sort of energy that you can kind of go into another, you know, what it, it, for, for people who submit, they call it going into subspace, almost like an out-of-body experience. Which, surprise, surprise, there's a sci-fi analogy. <laughs> um, so this man... When I, you're going into your TARDIS. Exactly. <laughs> Have you ever had a really great dungeon master? (laughs) But this man was very, very experienced. He had had like 15 years of studying whips. And and it turns out like he was a very, very serious writer for major publications on the arts. So our, our first talking to each other was about, you know, like opera and stuff like that. And then he starts talking about whips, and and I thought, well, okay, you are 400 pounds. I am not at all attracted to you, but you have this impressive energy. Sir, I would like to be whipped by you. (laughs) And he was like, all right, meet me at 10 in the dungeon tomorrow night. And you're like, I have something at 10. Can you do 9? I had a storytelling show at 9. So it was the first time that I get up on stage, tell a story, and then I'm like, I've got to run, but it's not to go across town to another show. It's to go uh, take off my clothes and get whipped in public Mm. in a dungeon. But he was great. He (laughs) He sounds great. He would do all of this psychological kind of stuff. Like, first, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm chained up to this thing, and he's behind me most of the time. And first he starts doing this thing like... So that he's making the whip just be like a half an inch from the back of my back. And he's telling me, okay, that's about a half an inch away that that's happening right there. It's almost touching the skin. So he keeps playing with my head. And then occasionally he would, like, crack it right next to one of my ears... So there was so much more, like, conversation and playing with me than, than I expected. And it kind of really built things up. He took me on a little journey. When did you enter the bone zone? Was that? <laughs> At what point did you enter the bone zone? Oh, I... I once I was being good and cracked, once mm-hmm. he was behind me, like, really lashing me, well, the amazing thing was... I work, you know, in recording risk, I work so much with my voice that I'm extremely conscious of the use of my voice. When someone's whipping you, you have absolutely no decision-making about what your voice is doing. So it was just kind of fascinating to, like, be making these huge animalistic noises and being like, oh, that was me that just made that sound that's filling this hall. But there was another guy there who was just, like, had a huge grin on his face watching us, who I had played with a little bit earlier in the weekend and the dungeon guy the guy cracking it on me he came over and he was like your friend is really liking seeing the expression on your face and i said yeah he said that's compersion i never heard this term before i looked it up on wikipedia it's compersion is when you take pleasure at seeing a romantic interest of yours taking pleasure from someone else Okay. Oh. All right. C- 
become Persian. Yeah. Try it out. <laughs> and if you can't do just try a Persian. What is it what is it when you are looking at someone you care about <laughs> and, and they have an annoyed look on their face because you're making them watch the Green Lantern movie. <laughs> What is that called? I, you know, you can make up your own Wikipedia entries. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I want to be super good at whips now, but not for sex, just for whip stuff. Oh, yeah, they're fun. That would be fun, right? Open doors or something? <laughs> you know what I was thinking would be fun? If you got this super good, this, the fat whip guy? Yeah. If you got him to whip into your back... Like a Nike swoosh, or just something <laughs> oh, that, cool you know, from like, the early nineties. Yeah, like when you're a t- when you're a teenager and you have your for- first like boyfriend or girlfriend, and you do that thing, it's like, close your eyes. I'm gonna write a word with my finger on your back, and you guess what I'm writing. Wow, yeah. You should do that with whips. <laughs> guess what I'm whipping. We gotta get whips to teens. <laughs> Is that what you're saying? You yeah. can get Am I understanding tattoos this? that way. I think so. Um, hey, I think we have to move on, but first, yeah, just a couple quick. more announcements they wanted One us more to announcement. do. Uh, Saturday night here, uh, of course, we have Torture Device, uh, Dracula and Friends, and, of course, Gustav Mahler, spelled M-A-U-L-E-R. And there is a drink special Saturday night that's $2 off Bloody Stools. So it's a bargain. Those are you sure those are back artisan night. cocktails. It's going to really, be really dark and intense. You want to do momentous occasions? Why don't we? Yeah. Uh, uh, so you guys uh, wrote down some momentous occasions. We're going to pick based on kind of the titles, and there are for the momentous occasions we choose. We have two prizes. So if we could get yeah. those ready, yeah, uh, we're two get those prizes. prizes ready. Um, let me see if we can hear. I'll just, I'll just. We can each read a couple of these. Yeah. Okay. Um, let's see. Someone put. I just got into the WGA, the Writers Guild. Uh, Congratulations. I'm going to... Is, pa- is Patrick here? Is Patrick here? Patrick, come on over here. Come on up. Patrick, everybody. <laughs> Patrick, just talk directly into that microphone. Um, straight into it. Patrick, what's your momentous occasion? Uh, I just... Oh. oh, that microphone doesn't work. Use Kevin's. I just got elected vice president of student council at my college. Congratulations, Patrick. What was your, what was your platform, Patrick? My pla- uh, pushing forward uh, academics, actually. Like, sort of um, getting... That's what kids in college want. I want a yeah. more academic focus. I would have assumed it was just hacky sacks for everybody. <laughs> you, know what the, you know what the platform is of a guy running, and Patrick, I don't mean to be rude here, but of a guy running for student council in college is, it's, I'm willing to be on the student council. <laughs> that, was, that was what got me over, yeah. yeah. Have you, considered, have you considered fatter bong rips <laughs> for, the, you know, for the general student populace? I was in a, room, a classroom of 25 people once, and the teacher just asked out of curiosity, who here has tried marijuana? And people started raising their hands, and then he said, okay, who hasn't? And I raised my hand, and I looked around. I was the only one. <laughs> <laughs> so by default. Yeah. 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 Uh, actually, we have someone. This is kind of an interesting one. I auditioned for Jeopardy. Whose was that? Do you want to come up? Come on up. Thank you, Patrick. Patrick, with a momentous occasion. Oh, Here comes this guy. 
Uh, what's your name, sir? Ryan. Hey, Ryan. No. Is Ryan. that Ryan with an R or Brian with a B? That is Ryan with an R. Gotcha. Hi, Ryan. How are you doing? I'm good. Like uh, Nolan Ryan. Were you named after Nolan Ryan? No. No. Baseball terms will not stick to me at all. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sacrifice bunt. Bounced right off him. Gotcha. <laughs> Uh, tell us about auditioning for Jeopardy. Is this a, a long-time dream of yours? Um, it's actually the third time I've auditioned for Jeopardy. Okay. Sure. I, uh, I keep trying on the online thing, and then they call me down. I came down from Portland. Oh, wow. Yeah. And Wait, you came down from Portland three times to audition no. for Jeopardy? No, they did one in Seattle, and I used to live here, so the other one was here when I lived here. There's a Jeopardy in Seattle? A special Jeopardy for Seattle? It's like a traveling Jeopardy. They just go town to town looking for people that know oh, things. Oh, this sounds shady, because I've heard of those traveling <laughs> medicine shows that sell ointments and tonics. all questions snake oil. It yeah. Was, yeah. Just a thing that takes place at a carnival. They had a lot of tattoos and very few teeth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's, yeah. A, that's, a, that's a scam. Yeah. Uh, how do you think you did? What? How do you think you did? I, I think I did well. It was more about whether you're interesting enough to be on the show than whether you know things, I think, oh. at that point. Bad news. I know, right? <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding. He's doing great. He's doing great. Did you, just, you should just make up some weird conspiracy theories. You should be like, oh, well, I've been a fan of the show for a long time. Uh, I love cooking. I'm kind of a foodie. And uh, I think that the moon landing didn't happen. That's automatic, automatic I mostly stuck to anti-Semitic stuff, so I think that's going to yeah, work. That's probably, yeah, probably yeah. wrong. They can- I, Trebek loves Jews. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't personally watch a lot of 7 to 8 p.m. television. However, when Jordan and I well, were... you're watching Access Hollywood. <laughs> exactly. During. Um, when, when Jordan and I were in college, our boss, um, we had both had the same job, and our boss got on Wheel of Fortune. And so everyone our got boss, together. strap on Joe. <laughs> UC Santa Cruz, folks. Um, and uh, we, our boss got on Wheel of Fortune. And the thing that I remember best about it was at one point, Pat Sajak threw to the announcer to introduce something, and he said, and this is a real direct quote from Pat Sajak that I'm not making up. He said, and now a man I love more than a man should love another man. <laughs> like at some point during the course of the day, Pat Sajak just goes insane. I <laughs> think He just starts talking about, like, he's just like, and great answer, like the Emancipation Proclamation. Just and now uh, a lizard man in a skin cloak. <laughs> um, well, thanks, and, and and good luck on Jeopardy. And Thank man, you. I really I'm I'm rooting for you because I've heard stories about the Jeopardy pussy. Oh, uh, that. Hopefully, there's some Jeopardy ass because pussy is also not going to stick to this. Hey. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, about- now I think. Uh, I, I, these are all, these are all great. Um, there's, there's some, I want to call an audible on this, Right, Jesse. okay. Fair enough, Tom Brady. <laughs> there's someone I've seen in the audience that Speaking I was hoping. Speaking of bouncing off the audience. <laughs> that I was hoping would write down a momentous occasion because I've kind of been eyeballing him this whole time. And I, sir, I want to give you a chance. There's a guy in the front row wearing a t-shirt from Summerland the Everclear Sugar Ray Lit Marcy Playground 90s Nostalgia Tour 
that I don't know if you're a frequent listener to the show, but this shit has been blowing our minds on the podcast that this exists. Can we, you come up and talk about can, this? Can we talk to you just for a second? We, we will not make you feel bad, we promise. Come and on it's, oh, by the way, the t-shirt is signed. Can you come up here for a second? Which, what? Oh, he was from D.C. He didn't actually go. Uh, sir, are you a fan of Everclear Sugar Ray, the Gin Blossoms, and Lit? That's why he's so handsome. Yeah, totally. I was like, this whole time I'm sitting here and thinking, what's this handsome guy doing at our show? <laughs> Sorry, no offense, everybody, yeah. but... <laughs> yeah. He was actually hoping we were the Goo Goo Dolls. <laughs> he actually got some bad information. Sorry, sir, we're a... Uh, Fucking so goof around a friend, podcast. A friend of yours, a friend of yours, went to this show and got this T-shirt for you. His your family, family went. Yeah, a uh, family friend, like your, like your, like your godmother. <laughs> okay, your whole family went. Really, they all went together. Did they? So your mom, he said, his mom, his stepdad went. Did they have backstage passes? Are they in the? Are they in the nineties nostalgia business? Is your stepdad Art Alazakis? <laughs> Good pull, Jordan. <laughs> the prestige. Um, uh, Did you okay. tell them to go and get autographs, or was this something that they surprised you with? They told you going in, they're like, we're going to go and we're going to get fucking, we're getting Mark McGrath's autograph McGrath. for you. John Litt, lead singer of Litt. <laughs> Danny Gin Blossom. Uh, well, that's uh, well. These were all great. Uh, do, we have actually two prizes. Uh, Lindsay, our prize captain. Uh, we actually have two Bud Light Lime Marie. Uh, let's give one to Jeopardy and one to Student Council. Um, come forward and claim your Bud Light Lime Marita. And hey, Summerland guy, I've got a couple drink tickets. Beer on me afterwards. Summerland. Uh, and I well, think we have one more set of yeah, announcements. We do have one more. We do have one more announcement. Um, Sunday night, right here uh, at the Five Star Bar, we've got Plague of Locusts, the John Henry Hate Fuck Machine, the John Henry Hate Fuck Machine UK, and special guests Pinch Nerve, featuring members of Gangrenous Pussy, Festering Boo Boil, and Creed. Oh, also, uh, also a great drink special, uh, Strawberry Cosmos, two for one. Uh, with purchase of a swift, a swift kick to the nards. <laughs> well, Kevin, thank you so yeah, much Yeah, thank for you so us. much, man. Thank you, guys. Kevin Allison, ladies and gentlemen. Kevin Allison, I think we need to use your microphone now, Kevin. Uh, is it working yet? Yeah. Sorry that we... Our plan was for you to participate in the momentous occasions until we found out there were only three functional microphones. <laughs> but Kevin Allison, the host of Risk, one of the top guys in the world. So now we're going to do a contest, and we will need two contestants for our contest. This is a fun contest. It is not, involves no embarrassing things or anything. Who would like to participate in our contest? Who would like to participate in our contest? This guy right here. Absolutely. You, sir. Come on up. And you, madam, in the tie-dyed shirt. How about a hand for these people? Brave enough to entertain you. 
Uh, and actually, here, we'll have you guys kind of share this mic here, if one of you guys wants to hold this. and You can just pass it back and forth. Okay, so this is a mispronouncing contest. This is how this works. This is one of our favorite games to play with the audience. Um, each of you will be charged with mispronouncing a word. Kevin, Jordan, and I will then decide who mispronounced it better based on a complex set of criteria that we really can't get into right now. And the person who mispronounced it better will get a point. And at the end of the game, the player with the most points will win, I guess, our undying affection because we gave away both of our Bud Light Limeritas. You guys ready to do this? Now, when I put a word up on the board, you're going to hear a TikTok sound. And in fact, we've got the TikTok sound in the back. Let's take a listen to that TikTok sound. Once that bell goes off, you have to mispronounce the word immediately. Any hesitation, and Jordan and I will yell at you. <laughs> okay. One um, of you guys want to volunteer to go first? Oh, great. You, sir. What's your name? Marcus. Morris? Marcus. Marcus. Marcus, yes. nice to meet you. Thank you for coming out to the program. Thank you. Um, uh, I'm, I'm sorry that we're putting you through this, but it's going to be a lot of fun. Ma'am, ma'am what's, what's your name? Leanne. Leanne? Okay, Leanne and Marcus, thank you. Let's have one more hand for Leanne and Marcus. Marcus, Marcus, Leanne. Okay, what I'm going to do is put put the first word up on the board. I'm going to say it out loud. Then you will hear that tick-tock, tick-tock sound. As soon as you hear that bell, you've got to say it. Then you pass the microphone to Leanne, and she's got to say her mispronunciation of that word. Okay, Okay? you ready? You ready for this, Marcus? This could be big for you. This could be your ticket to the student council. Hey. <laughs> this could be... Our first word is... Oops, I accidentally clicked on a clicky thing. Okay, our first word is... Mustard. 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 Pass the mic. Mustard. Mm. Oh, Mustard, Muse. I like Mustard. I do too. I'm going Mustard, I'm going ladies Mustard. and gentlemen. <laughs> now, Leanne, you're going to start with the microphone in this round. Our next word is Shakespeare. Shakespeare. I like it. Shakey's bearer. Oh, Shaky like, Spira sounds that's pretty terrible. good. That's not funny at all. Shaky. What do you think, Kevin? Shaky Spira sounds like a like a nice way to spend the evening. Yeah. <laughs> or a family restaurant where you could get you know some potato skins and a square pizza yeah. slice. Let's yeah. go, Shaky Spira. Shaky Spira. Marcus, another point for Marcus, right? Mm-hmm. <sighs> this shit's Leanne. I don't mean to be the one to tell you this, but you're in deep shit here. <laughs> Think about what's going to happen if you lose this contest. Just This is really serious shit. Your life could spiral out of control. We're only three blocks from Skid Row. That's where you're going to end up. For people who are listening at home, Los Angeles, amazingly, has an actual neighborhood called Skid Row. Right. It's just, uh, there, there's, a, there's a segment of town that's just named after, uh, where the streets are named after songs from Little Shop of Horrors. So. Yeah. <laughs> so, that's what that is. Okay, Marcus, you ready for this? Sure. Don't be so cocky. You're going to lose I, this round, yeah, I, I bet. I'll find out. 
Income tax. Incometage. Oh, that's pretty fucking solid, I Leanne. Liked I liked it. Incometaxa. I'm going to be honest with you guys. Marcus's was better, but I'm giving the point to Leanne because I like her better. Yeah. It's true. She seems more pleasant. Okay. <laughs> Not like, like old stab in the back Marcus over there. <laughs> this guy's a real so-and-so. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Leanne, you're okay. starting this round. You ready for this? Okay. Yes. Fog hat. Food hate. It's not bad. Also, playing here on Sunday. Playing here on Sunday. Flot. Fuck. Marcus is really good at this shit. Yeah. I liked it. I like that he made the H silent. I like Fug Hate because it sounds like some sort of white... It sounds like a, a white power band to me. Yeah. Not that I like white power. I just think that's a charming... That's a fascinating transformation. Sure. <laughs> what do you think, Jordan? <laughs> oh, she's a donor? Yeah, she's give a donor. it to her. She gets the yeah. point. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Sorry, Marcus. Is tiebreaker? Uh, yeah, we got, we got another one here. Here we go. Mitt Romney. A-hole. <laughs> All right. You're just, you're just going for a clapter there. Yeah. We're not taking these Dane Cook type answers. <laughs> yeah. By which I mean political satire. <laughs> right. Uh, Mittens, the dog abusing kitten. <laughs> I like that. You know what? I fucking hate both of those. Zero points. Uh, no points. Sorry, no guys. points awarded. No points. We got, we got another one here. Okay. This one's going to be the real tiebreaker. Hullabaloo. Hullabaloo. No, you lose. Give it to him. Uh, Delay of game. Hullabaloo. That's just a Samoan friend of yours. I think everyone is now crazy with heat stroke. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, we'll we'll play one more word and one more word. Okay, here we go. Our final word for all the marbles, by which I mean the winner will get marbles. No, not that one. This one. Point break. Point break. Pretty solid, Leanne. I like it. Poent Briak. How much do you give a month, Leanne? <laughs> what do you what do you give yeah, at maximumfund.org slash donate? It's like ten bucks a month. Ten bucks a month? How about you, Marcus? Uh, uh zero dollars a month. <laughs> you got a job, Marcus? Yeah, yes I do. What kind of work do you do? Uh, I, I manage a restaurant. Mm. Pays pretty good, I bet. Yeah. It's, it's, pretty, it's pretty easy. It's a pretty good job. Are you also a pickpocket? Because you seem okay with just flagrantly stealing. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess the real question is, like, how can we trust you with the responsibility of winning this game, Marcus? But you did I, I, no do better. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. Uh, let's put it. Let's put it to the audience. Okay. okay. Who do you? Yeah. Who do you think won the first annual Jordan Jesse Go Riot LA 
mispronunciation contest. Was it Leanne? Was it Marcus? Marcus is the winner. Congratulations, Marcus. That's it. Marcus, hang out. You got to have one of my beer tickets. You, me, Summerland guy, we're all going to throw one back. It's going to be great. (laughs) Thank you, Marcus. Thank you, Leanne. Thank you, Kevin Allison. We'll talk to you next time on Jordan. Let's go. Do this, but, uh...